0: Welcome to The Crystal Payne Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of Crystal Pain Show. We had a pretty monumental thing happen this past week, and that was we are now the parents of an adult. Jesse, how does that make you feel? We had our 20-year anniversary, and we have an adult child.
1: Old, in one word.
0: Well, I feel like it's this weird thing of we have these three little ones, too. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my life I'm interacting with moms who are much younger than me because they have children who are the same age as our little ones. And so it's this kind of weird dichotomy of I'm doing the senior stuff and the college stuff, but then also the babies and the diapers mm-hmm. and the toddler stuff. And
1: it definitely makes you appreciate the, the <laughs> toddlers more to have one so old.
0: I agree. I think it that perspective you recognize more how short this season of them being little is. And mm-hmm. I think when you're in it and you kind of don't have any perspective of anything but this season of mm-hmm. littles,
1: it feels like forever.
0: Yeah. Like it's, you're always going to be wiping noses and bottoms and putting people in and out of car seats. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and they take themselves potty and then they can unbuckle themselves in the car seat. And it's this whole new world opens up. And I think, so we have this perspective of having three teenagers of just knowing let's appreciate mm-hmm. this, this stage of their life and not kind of wish it away and want it to go quickly because it will go by quickly in retrospect, no matter what. Yep. But today we wanted to share some lessons we've learned From 18 years of parenting. And this really came from a question that someone asked me on Instagram when I was talking about Catherine having her 18th birthday. Someone said, What do you wish that you would have done? Like, if you could go back, what do you wish that you would have done? It was just really good to contemplate and think of. And I wanna share some of that. And Jesse, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But first, Another exciting thing happened this week, and that was, I got a copy of my new book that is coming out March 7th. The Time Saving Mom comes out, and there's just something about holding this book in your hands when it's finished. It's it's just a really weird feeling when you've spent so much time with it on a computer screen, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's an actual physical book. I guess there's a little bit of connection of like, the baby is inside of your womb you know and you're like no you, i wouldn't okay you wouldn't know yes you're giving me this face like what no can't get into that <laughs> but yeah it's this little bit of like you know you you can kind of feel it and you you kind of anticipate what it's going to be like but then once you hold the baby in your arms it's just a very different feeling and it's it's similar very different but also Somewhat similar. You worked and put so much effort in, and then it's here and it's done. Right, and um, that's very exciting. They did and, a
1: really good job on it too. I was I, when I saw it, I was very impressed.
0: Yes, I'm just really excited about the book. It just the excitement from you all has been such a gift. Thank you so much for supporting this book. And if you haven't done so, I highly recommend that you go pre-order a copy because I've got lots of fun things and lots of fun freebies for people who pre-order. In fact, this week, we just launched a habit tracking challenge that I'm doing that you will be able to get access to. And then things like, Jesse, you and I are going to do a live Zoom together. You don't even know about that. that. Yes. Also, we are going to give away a free download of our course, Makeover Your Year. You cannot buy it online right now. The retail value is $49. We're giving it away to everyone who pre-orders. You'll get um, also my Inbox Challenge, Tame Your Inbox Challenge, and more. So lots of freebies for pre-ordering. Just as my way of saying thank you so much for supporting this book, pre-orders are huge for a book's success. And so If you want to get a copy, you can go to Amazon or Baker Bookhouse right now has the best deal. It's, I believe, $13.79 with free shipping. So you're going to get all the freebies and just pay $13.79. So it's actually a really good deal. And my heart is just that this book is going to encourage you with ways that you can juggle a lot, enjoy your life, and accomplish what matters most. And it's just my best strategies, systems, and tactics for being able to have a lot of irons in the fire, but prioritize well and really have a lot of peace and calmness in my heart. So The Time Saving Mom, go check it out. Amazon, christianbook.com, or the best deal right now is Baker Bookhouse. Speaking of books, I am listening to an interesting book right now. It's called Carnegie's Maid, or what is is it Carnegie? I'm not exactly sure.
1: It, I've heard it both ways. It depends on the person.
0: Okay. Well, the narrator narrates it as Carnegie, but I've always read it and thought of it as Carnegie, um, and it's by Marie Benedict, and it's fiction, but there's also a lot of historical facts in it. Um, it's a maid that is working for Andrew Carnegie's mother. And so it brings in a lot of his story. And I am just really enjoying it. It's it's someone I've never studied before, Mm -hmm. don't have a lot of context for. And the book, I wouldn't have thought it would be something that would really draw me in, but it's just, it's kind of a simple story so far. It's not like one of those that has all this mystery and intrigue and layers upon layers, but it's just very fascinating and just, I've really been enjoying it. So we will link to that in the show notes. Jesse, I know you have been reading a book right now.
1: Started reading Animal Farm here not too long ago. You may recall if you've listened to this podcast that my daughter, who is a little bit more well-read than I am, assembled a list of books that she thought that I would like to read. And that was on the list. That was actually the first one on the list. So um, it is actually very interesting. I've There's a lot of kids read this book in high school or even college. I didn't. So, or might have read uh, excerpts of the books, but um, it is a really creative look into how government works. Mm. And in the course of how these, these barn animals um, interact with each other and interact with the outside world. And it's obviously fiction and talks about how they take over the farm and establish their own form of government and work through the different kinds of uh, forms of government within trying to create their own. I believe it's supposed to be kind of a social commentary on socialism from George Orwell. I think he wrote this before he wrote 1984. So that might be the next book that I read.
0: Do you think that I would enjoy it?
1: I actually think that you would. Yeah.
0: Well, we will link to both of those books in the show notes. I have something that is saving my life, actually saving our couches, saving our laundry right now. And that is the Clean Angel Miraculous Stain Remover and Multi-Purpose Cleaner. I found this from... Around Black Friday, there is Small Business Saturday. And something that I do every year on Small Business Saturday is to encourage anyone who follows me, they can create an Instagram story, tag me in it, tell me about their product and about their sale. And I just pick some of them that look interesting, that they did a really fantastic job, something that I'm thinking of purchasing, and I share them on Instagram stories. So it's a way to just promote small businesses. Well, this was one of them that she submitted a story and I thought, stain remover? You know, we have eight people in our home. We have lots of stains. I'm going to try it out. It was available on Amazon. And I have truly been shocked. I am a cynic when it comes to things that have titles like miraculous stain remover but there is not one thing that I have tried it on. Not one single stain on any type of clothing or cloth or carpet that it has not taken out and not taken out really easily too. And I'm like, what is in this? But it's available on Amazon. It's a little bit on the pricey side. So it says multi-purpose cleaner. I would not use it as a multi-purpose cleaner just because it is more expensive than I would pay for a multi-purpose cleaner, but for removing stains on our white couches, on clothing, so, so worth it. Um, it is $24.95 on Amazon, um, currently not available. I don't know if it might be available by the time this podcast comes out, but it's also available on their site. But you can check it out on Amazon if you're interested in it and then um, find it on their site. I was going to search here because I thought it was available on Amazon again, but it's not. Um, I was going to see if I could find where you could get it. Um, okay, so their site is getcleanangel.com. And they have some different bundles. And I use the microfiber cloths with it. If you already have some, you don't need to buy them. But I do think that it works best with those. Um just to get the stains out more easily, but you don't have to. You could use any kind of cloth, but I would recommend if you have microfiber cloths that you use them with it. Um, And they also offer free shipping on their site on orders over $19. And the family that created this, the husband-wife team, the husband actually just died very suddenly. It was a really tragic sort of situation where he um, had a heart attack and died. So young family... And um, so I just also would love for if anyone is considering buying this, it's also a way to support a small business and a single mom now who she said she, we've been interacting a little bit online. And she told me that she almost just felt like just shutting down the whole thing because she just didn't know how she could go on. Um, But I really feel like that she knows in her heart that this is something that she's called to do. And, you know, it's this kind of her husband's legacy. And so um, I just, I wanted to share it on this podcast as just a way to kind of support her. But also I have been using it since Thanksgiving, paid for it out of pocket. This is not a paid ad at all, but it kind of sounds like it, but just a really fantastic product and a way to support a family who could use a lot of support right now. So that's from getcleanangel.com. All right, so lessons we've learned in 18 years of parenting. And this was really good to think of. And, Jesse, I kind of talked to you about this on Saturday when the person asked the question. Micah's joining us, by the way, because you wanted to join us for the podcast, didn't you?
1: Yeah. I think he's he's, got some lessons. Did you
0: have something you wanted to share? He wants to talk about. And I was really thinking, if I could go back, I think the biggest thing for me is...
1: He's looking at the microphone.
0: Yeah, that's your word you can say, isn't it? If I could go back, I would have worked a lot less. And I think back to probably the first 10 years of her life. And I feel like I worked so many hours. There were many, many weeks when I was working 60 hours, even 70 hours. And you know, yes, building a business, you need to put in a lot of time. But I think a lot of the time that I was putting in was because my worth came from my work. And I was really trying to find my value in what I did. Mm -hmm. And I also think it came from me having more of a scarcity mindset. Like if I don't say yes to this opportunity, this is going to be the only time that this opportunity is going to be there. Or if I don't, build this relationship and get back with this person right away. I'm going to lose this opportunity. And so I need to do this and, this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And then so many days I was on the computer at all hours, oftentimes very distracted, really struggled to focus and be present as a mom because I was constantly checking my email and needing to get back and always just feeling so behind and overwhelmed with work and like I was never doing enough. And then many, many nights staying up very late and burning the candle at both ends, not getting good sleep and that really affecting my health. And then also that causing me to have a lot of anxiety and that causing me to just not be calm and joyful as a mom. So I really just struggled to turn it off when it came to building the business. And I look back and I wish that I had had better boundaries Mm -hmm. and also just was more healthy in my heart so that I didn't find my worth and value in my work, but in who I am in Christ, you know, but hindsight is 2020. And- well,
1: but also you can't get to the place where you're at as far as knowing that that's not what you want unless you have done it. I agree. And, the, and getting the lessons that you've learned from walking in those shoes, basically all you can do is look back and say, okay, I'm going to do di- differently this time because you've learned those lessons.
0: I also think some of it was fear-based in the sense of, you know, I was talking about if I didn't say yes to these opportunities. And I think there was fear of the business not doing as well. And, you know, there was a number of those years that it was, I was the breadwinner. And so I think mm-hmm. that that was, I carried that heavier than I needed to carry it. And I think I took it upon myself that it was all on me like i was the one that was in control instead of trusting god Mm -hmm. like i was trusting in my creativity and my productivity and my taking initiative and saying yes and working really hard that's what was going to make the business successful instead of Mm -hmm. starting from the position of it's all gods and i can trust him and yes work hard and be strategic But ultimately, trust him. And I think that's a lesson that I've learned so much, especially I would say in the last four years of just really seeing God bless the little bits that I'm able to give to him. I mean, I just think of my new book and how it was written so much in five and 10 and 15 minute increments because that's what I had to give Mm -hmm. and how God just blessed and multiplied those. And I've just seen him be so faithful to do that when I say, okay, I'm going to be fully present and give 100% where he's called me to. And I'm going to trust him that he's going to bless the time that I have to give to the business and he's going to use it and that it's not all on me. And then I don't have to try to micromanage and manipulate and hustle in order to build the business and be successful. And people often say, well, but the only reason that you are where you are today is because you invested all of that time then and you had to put in all that time. And I disagree because I look back and I see what I was doing with my time on those weeks that I was working 50, 60, 70 hours and exhausted and burning the candle at both ends. And so much of what I was doing was busy work. Now mm-hmm. again, you know, that's in retrospect. And and I didn't know it at the time, but I also think had I understood like from a heart posture of how much I'm loved by God and that I don't need to be striving to win approval and trying so hard to build this thing so big and and making numbers and the accolades and the applause and the approval. And, you know, the, just the income, like that be my barometer for success. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like there's a lot that I would have just had peace about saying no to because it just didn't truly matter or move the needle forward. It wasn't the priority. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies. And it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it, and it was debilitating. If you've ever suffered from this, I actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose, and then I got chronic rhinitis, so I could not smell out of my nose, And not only that, but I would have these really awful headaches, the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life. And I started going to an ENT, and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin, and it was such a help to me. I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief, Amoir makes getting dressed easy with a clothing rental membership from Amoir, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot, I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that armoire has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit Crystal. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. This episode is sponsored by By Heart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful chasing after the numbers. Because the thing is, is that if you're chasing after numbers, there's always going to be another number to chase after. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be enough. And so once I stopped really making that my focus and just saying, okay, I'm going to put my head down and do what God's called me to do and focus on serving my current audience well. How do I serve them well with the time that I have without working crazy hours? What does that look like? How do I prioritize? And it's really made me focus on just a few things. And the thing is, when I've cut down to just the bare bones basics, we have seen significant growth in so many areas in the business. And so many experts would say, you're doing it all wrong. Like you should... Have these big goals and be shooting for that, and you should be adding all these new things and doing this. And I'm not, I'm just not following what the experts will tell you you should be doing. And yet, the business is seeing significant and steady growth while I am working a lot less and just enjoying my life so much more. And so, I think that's just something that I look back and think I wish I had known that. So much earlier, but it took me getting knocked over the head over and over and over again and failing and making so many mistakes to finally really wake up and get to that place. And I feel like it's something that it's a constant learning because Mm -hmm. there just last week I had a few days where I kind of got back into that hustle mode a little bit with the book launch. There's a lot of things to do with that. And I started staying up late like 1.30 a.m. or 2 a.m. a few nights. And that just kind of catapulted me into a not healthy place. And I was able to pretty quickly realize, I don't want to live like this. Like, I'm irritable and I'm anxious and I'm tired and this is not how I want to live. And so prioritizing sleep. And stepping back and saying, what's really gonna matter? Mm -hmm. And I just gotta say no to some of this stuff or say not now for some of this stuff and be good with that.
1: I think that's an episode in and of itself. What I was thinking was kind of along those same lines, because it was about the same time period, because I was building the law practice at the time and that was kind of helping, what was creating some of that same stress. But as I look in, As we're taking care of our littles now, there's so much that I don't remember from Mm -hmm. when they were small, Mm -hmm. when the other, when the bigger ones were small, especially Catherine. And I wish that I would have maybe had some more, spent more time with them as they were younger growing up. Now, I do think that it's dangerous to look back on lessons and say, this is what I regret. Mm -hmm. That I wish this would have been done different. I wish, you know, I just said I wish I would have done something different. But I do think that there's danger in saying, in living in regret. Because you don't want to live in regret living life looking to the rearview mirror. Live life looking out the windshield and move forward.
0: Well, Mm. I think it's like, you don't want to live life with that just hanging over you. Mm -hmm. But can you use it as As a a way to propel you? Mm -hmm to learn from and change your ways. And so I think, yeah, I was thinking of when I was pregnant with Caitlin, that was one of the hardest time periods of our life of just Mm -hmm. you, your job was ridiculously stressful, Mm -hmm. over the top stressful, and you were working so many hours. And then I was trying to run this business thing too. I started having all these health issues. And I think, you know, Catherine was just this, this sweet little, she would have been two, two and a half year old. And I think that- both of us missed out on probably so much because we just had so much stress that we were carrying around.
1: I can just just think about how much fullness that we get from the babies now. Yeah. And we could have had that in spades with Catherine. Yeah. And Caitlin. Yeah. At that time period.
0: We just didn't enjoy them as much as I wish that we would have. And so again, learning from that and now saying okay we're just going to really savor these moments and slow down stop we, th- and th- just celebrate slowing down. yeah stop and celebrate the little things we just laugh so much and constantly calling each other in to see something that one of them is doing and mm-hmm. just stopping to just notice it and just kind of soak that up I I'm just I'm grateful for the perspective that is allowing us to be able to do that now.
1: And I do think that some of that is because we've had David and Champ and seeing that the difficulties that they both have gone through really gives us the perspective and uh, an appreciation of when they do make those accomplishments mm-hmm. to celebrate those and to and just to remember them mm-hmm. and to mark them.
0: Well, and I also think of how I didn't recognize or understand how important those first few years of their lives are. I think so often we're just like, if we can just get them to the place where they are a little bit more independent, but Mm -hmm. to recognize that we are building patterns and habits and foundation for the rest of their life. And if we're not building those attachments when they're really small, it's going to impact them for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And so- those just getting up with them when they're crying, holding them, rocking them, cuddling them, just, you know, being that security for them and building that secure attachment is so, so mm-hmm. vitally important for the rest of their life. I also wish that I would have cared a lot less about what other people thought and a whole lot more about what was best for our family. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my stress that I carried around was just constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. And obviously some of that had to do with the fact that I was working so many hours so then I wasn't doing all the things I thought I should be doing. But I also just put a whole lot on myself that I thought I should be doing. And again, I think that kept me from enjoying enjoying my kids because it was I would see instead of seeing you know, they'd worked hard and been creative on something when they were little. I saw it as a mess and Mm -hmm. saw it as, oh man, I need to teach them to do a better job of cleaning up their messes. Or I'm sure that other family, they would never have this because their kids would, you know, they have that chore chart and that great schedule and, oh, I'm just failing. And so Just so many things I would go throughout my day and I would see failure Mm -hmm. instead of seeing things to really celebrate and savor. And I just wish that I had been able to take that heavy weight of other people's expectations that I put on me. Not that even people put on me, but I... Took on myself. I feel like so often we take these things on. And yes, sometimes people will say things. Or
1: or and thirdly, it could be what you think that other people are putting on you when they're not necessarily putting it on you.
0: Yes. Or playing, I'm creating the expectation for myself that has nothing to do with anyone else. I I feel like we can we can take it on, we can have it put on us, or we can just straight up put all this stuff on ourselves that create heaviness that keep us from freedom. I also, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I just had to mention it that I wish I would have spent a lot less time trying to fix my kids and a lot more time just walking with them. And I think the first 10 years of parenting, I spent trying to fix and micromanage and just really fit my kids into a mold that I had created for them, and just spent so much time being very frustrated that they were not fitting and it was not working. And I was pulling my hair out like, this is what you're supposed to do, this is how you're supposed to be. And why aren't you living up to this, you know, crazy set of cookie cutter ideas that I had? Created for them and they weren't fitting, and I was frustrated, and I was just constantly correcting them instead of focusing on connecting with them. And I'm just grateful. Like, I look at Catherine, 18 years old, and grateful for sanctification, God's redemption, therapy, and just that He has kind of redeemed those 10 years where I look back and see. So many, many mistakes that I made, and he allowed us to walk through some really hard things. and, um, you know, I wrote about that in Love Center Parenting, just kind of hitting that rock bottom in our parenting to wake me up to these things and to really shake me up and to change course of how we were parenting, and that we've had these eight years. To be able to grow and change and build a relationship with her. And she will honestly tell you that, you know, she, we made some big mistakes and, and I'm sure we will continue Mm -hmm. to make big mistakes, but that she sees our heart and she sees our desire to walk with her and love her and not try to just stuff her into a mold that she was not designed to be or that we just wanting to fix her or change her, but really wanting to just show up and be present and point her to Jesus and love her well. And that's just my heart in parenting. And I'm grateful to be there instead of being in that space of so much stress and exhaustion and anxiety, just constantly feeling like I was failing and my kids were failing, and I needed to just change something and micromanage things so that they would be fixed.
1: I was thinking the other day that how humbling it is to be able to see the end of the line. I mean, 18, it's just a number. But from starting at zero when she was born to seeing till now. Just to see God's hand and how he has been faithful and working in her, using her, and it wasn't anything that we did. It was all him. And so often we can get stressed and say, oh, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing that right. And my kid's going to be messed up. But to remember that God is in control and that we're not responsible for the outcome. We are t- supposed to raise children as arrows to be shot out, and it is amazing to see that when through all all the things that have happened throughout uh, her life so far, she's very well prepared to be shot out. And it, you know, we didn't do all these intentional things necessarily, saying, "Yeah, this is the plan that you need to make for." you know, when you're 18, whatever. Um, but she's ready to go at this point.
0: Yeah. And I just hope to encourage any parent who's listening, who's feeling like I've really failed that there is still time. There is still redemption and it's about faithfulness and it's about your heart. It's not about the results. And so stay faithful and, Keep on and keep looking to Jesus and keep being willing to apologize, to admit when you failed, when you've really messed up, when you've missed the mark, when you made a mistake with your kids, to go to them and be honest about it. Ask their forgiveness. Ask mm-hmm. for God's forgiveness and ask for his help. You know, if you are a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit in you and to to look to the Holy Spirit to give you what you need to love your kids well and to walk with them and to know that you're not going to do it perfectly, but in spite of your imperfections and your inadequacies, that's why there's Jesus and we can look to Him and trust Him and He will be faithful. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.